Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody welcome back into a brand new episode of dimming the gaslight my name is mac and thanks for coming in for the newest episode so um before i get into this episode i want to thank yana herde for last week's episode about dating um it's weird like I've been wanting to do that episode for a long time because my dating life was such a shit show but uh really a lot of good things that you know, she helped put in perspective for me. And I love the story uh, towards the end of the episode when she was talking about like the points system and make, you know, like either taking away a point or gaining a point. You can go back and listen to that episode, but that was, uh, that was good. That was insightful. And uh, I'm definitely going to be implementing that in my life. So I appreciate that. Um, so I planned on putting out some additional interviews this week. Um, but the last week of my life has been kind of crazy, and uh, I've decided to do a solo episode this week, so you're only going to get me. Um, but things have gotten really crazy, and I wanted to bring you guys up to speed on some things that are going on with me. So uh, a little over a week ago, uh, my lawyer and I, Brittany Parisi, at a Parisi law firm in New Jersey, she and I got a letter from my next's lawyer, Okay. And the letter was really super off-putting, and I'm going to tell you why. So I have the letter in front of me, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but I just want to kind of break down some of the points so that you guys can understand. Um, so one of the points in the letter is about vacation, and it says that my next wants to bring my children on vacation with her from July 15th to July 23rd of this year. Well, that is my as it stands now, that is my overnight parenting week. 
So no, I'm not allowing her. I can't take my kids on vacation. You know, um, why should she be allowed to take my kids on vacation? Uh, so I, you know, was like, no, I got this letter, right? Then there's another point in here about my daughter's daycare. Now my daughter is not in kindergarten yet. Um, I have been paying daycare for my daughter since this has been going on. Uh, and daycare is $986 a month. When I agreed to pay that daycare, um, I had not had my own apartment first. So the way like it was explained to me is that I have to pay my daycare because I am still on my ex narc's insurance until we're divorced. And her insurance, she has much better insurance than I do, you know, when it comes to jobs. So um, legally, I'm allowed to stay on her insurance, but uh, in order to counterbalance that, I have to pay for my daughter's daycare. Now, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to a family plan for insurance, I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. Um, when you have a family plan, like there's different levels, obviously, for insurance, right? So when we were on the family plan together, um, she pays one standard rate. Now, if she were to take me off of that, she would still need a family plan for my children. So it wouldn't decrease her payment for the family plan on insurance. So why should, and it's not $986, which is what I'm paying for daycare. So why should I pay for daycare? It's not like it's helping me. Yeah, it's for my daughter, sure, but I'm paying for daycare so that my ex can work. And I feel like she should kind of situate that. Sorry, I just took a sip of coffee. So um, that was another point. I have not paid daycare in the last two months because I'm hemorrhaging money. And when I... When we agreed on that, it was only because I didn't have an apartment yet. But now my apartment is uh, nearly $1,900 a month. So um, I can't pay daycare. I'm, I'm in the red. I'm hemorrhaging money. It's just not feasible, right? But so those are two points. But now here comes the major kicker, right? My next on my parenting time once again, is trying to insert herself into my parenting time. So what she did is she signed my son and my daughter. My son is seven. My daughter is four and a half. She signed them up for spring sports once again on my parenting time and did not consult me about it. So they have practices during the week, but on the weekend they have sports that they have to, well, they don't have to attend, but they have sports and each of them have two sporting, um, sports that they're playing that actually conflict with each other. Um, the other major kicker, and when I say this, I, I guarantee you a lot of you are going to be shaking your head and going, of course, but this son of a bitch made herself the coach for the sporting events. So... <laughs> If this is on my parenting time, without discussing, she insists that I bring them to their sporting events where she's the court, the coach. Now, keep in mind, I have a TRO on me, a restraining order, temporary restraining order, not a full one. I haven't been convicted of anything. But if you remember how my whole situation got started with this restraining order, it was because of a football practice that's gone awry. So if my next is testifying that she's so afraid of me, she's going to try and insert herself into my parenting time again, again, as the coach. 
So, um, my next, in this letter, supplied her own schedule. And it's a breakdown of every day that the kids have sports with the times and the locations, right? And this was like her sales pitch to me. But the crazy thing is, is that some of these sports, they conflict. So my, my son is seven, he's playing baseball, for example, and my daughter is four and she's playing soccer. Well, it says I have to drop my daughter off at soccer at 10 o'clock and then at 10.30, bring my son to baseball where she's the coach. So like, are you crazy? Like, don't get me wrong. I'll drop my daughter off to like daycare or something because we're going to work. But I'm not dropping my four-year-old daughter off at soccer that she doesn't want to play with a bunch of men she doesn't know. Like, why would I do that? That's fucking insane, right? So I get this letter and I immediately just start <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> and uh, it's funny. Brittany Parisi at a Parisi law firm, my lawyer in New Jersey, um, Brittany is so used to already the bullshit that my next will pull that she just forwards me the letter and like kind of like waits for me to cause a stink. And then when I bring all this stuff to the light, she'll be like, oh no, that's not happening. Oh no, that's not happening. Oh no, that's not happening. So she sends me this letter and I read through it and I was like, first of all, no, she's not going on vacation. She is not, uh, I'm not paying for daycare. It's just not affordable. If I have to choose, unfortunately, and, and I don't know how this will sound to you guys as the listeners, but if it comes between daycare and me having a roof over my head, I'm going to choose the roof over my head and my next can, you know, find an alternative. It's really not my problem. Um, although I am court ordered to pay the daycare, but okay. So I'm bouncing around a little bit. I hope you guys are getting all this. Um, but really the sports was the big point of contention. So I told Brittany and Brittany and I crafted a letter and the letter is pretty severe, I will say. Um, but it was a long time coming only because we've never stepped to them, if you know what I'm saying. We've never pushed back. And I, my, my, even my old lawyer never really pushed back. But here's the thing, right? I have heard my next full testimony regarding her allegations of domestic violence. And not only have I heard them, but I have paid $850 for two of those transcripts. So what's that, $1,700? I have paid for both transcripts because this is my life on the line and I want to know exactly what she said so I can refute these charges, right? But Brittany and I crafted a letter and sent it back to my next's lawyer. Um, I'm going to read... I have the letter on my phone in front of me. I'm going to read some of it and I might skip over if I don't feel like, you know, if I got to protect myself a little bit. But here's the letter that Brittany wrote back, right? So in terms of summer vacation, no, Mac already purchased tickets for a surprise for the children that week during the scheduled parenting time. I did, by the way. Uh, if your client thinks she's going to get away with taking the children to... Oh, 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 wait a second. I got to back up before I read this letter. So... I did a call with the kids, right? And uh, we're just talking and blah, blah, blah. And she's interfered with every single one of my calls. Either she's driving or 
Uh, well, mostly she's driving, but she's answering questions for the kids. I'll be like, hey, what did you eat for lunch? And she'll be like, oh, they had peanut butter and jelly and grapes. Like she will answer the questions for the kids and it's maddening. But what she doesn't know is I record every episode. Um, I mean, every uh, call that I have with the kids. And so I had talked to my daughter prior to reading this, uh, getting this letter from her attorney. And my daughter said that they are going to be bring or my next the vacation that she wants to bring the children on is to Disney World with Fireman John, and then my next interjects within the call and goes, "Yeah, you can sit on my lap for two hours. It's only a two hour flight, right?" So before I read this letter, I have to add some some context to this so you guys can understand. So the letter says, "No, Mac already purchased tickets for a surprise for the children that week during his scheduled parenting time." If your client thinks she's going to get away with taking the children to Disney World for a week, a core memory with Fireman John, she's sadly mistaken. No matter how delusional your client may be, we will not sit back quietly while she affirmatively takes steps to alienate and eliminate Mac as their father. These children love their father. That's not up for debate. And if your client wants to raise the issue with the judge, we look forward to his reaction. While your client has the funds to pay for vacation to Disney, along with upteenth extracurriculars during Mac's parenting time, but she can't contribute to daycare, my client has suffered irreparable damages because of your client's false allegations, and including, but not limited to, causing him to be homeless, left with $50 in his bank account, getting food from food banks, taking out loans, and struggling to keep a, ro a roof over his head. Notwithstanding, if your client wishes to go to vacation with her fiancé, Fireman John, she can do so without the children. Boom, Brittany. So that was the first point that she wrote, okay? Then here's daycare, right? So Brittany wrote, with only currently $2,500 in my bank account. So right now I have $2,500 in my bank account, but my rent is $1,950 and she wants me to pay for daycare. Um, so Max simply cannot afford tuition for daycare at this time. The cost of daycare was ordered as dad's responsibility at the time when he was virtually homeless, couch surfing with family and friends, and now he has his own apartment for $19.50 per month in rent, along with carrying costs and utilities. Not to mention, Max spent his entire life savings on a marital home that Next now resides in full time. So had your client not forced Mac to incur, incur North or, or incur nearly $100,000 in legal fees to defend against bonus allegations, there would be money left over for daycare. My client is 100% current on his basic child support obligations, so the best he can do right now is $20 for daycare. If you please confirm, we will PayPal it immediately. I love you, Brittany. What a, what a response. I'll give you 20 bucks for daycare. I know it's not, you know, the $980 that you're looking for, but yeah, uh, that's really what I'll give you right now. And let's raise it to the judge. Let's raise it to the judge. If you go back and, and you listen to um, my episode when I filed the motion to get my children back, Brittany mentioned in that motion, issues to deal with the children will be heard as an emergent motion with the, with the courts. But finances likely won't. And what she's trying to do is she's trying to put the cart in front of the horse and extort me for more money. However, we got to get through the actual divorce process and get through this DV process. And uh, it is coming to an end, which I'm looking forward to. But, all right, here's the major kicker. Here's number three when it comes to the sporting events. Brittany wrote, please remind your client 
In bold, underlined italics, she does not have sole custody of these children. So the answer is no. They are not attending any of these sporting events appearing on Nex's self-serving, unreliable, and unrealistic quote-unquote calendar. It does not matter that she took it upon herself to sign up as coach. We will not allow my client to fall right back into the same trap that got us here. Reminder, your client was attending Max Parenting Time on 9-15-22 when she falsely claimed abuse. Now it is egregious for her to suggest putting herself and the children right back into the same situation. She claims she fears for her life, but now again to chooses to insert herself into Max parenting time. This behavior does not comport with a teary-eyed victim that we saw testify at trial. Frankly, it's embarrassing, and I'm surprised you would even advance such a position. Even if this sports schedule were legitimate, it's not in the best interest of the children to have their four practices during the weekend and two games per weekend. Furthermore, the schedule provided does not match the body of your letter. The schedule created by Nex is so convoluted and nonsensical that we're not even going to try to make sense of it. The entire scenario your client has created demonstrates her inept parenting style and her blatant disregard for the welfare of the children. And then she put, we very much look forward to picking up this cross-examination on May 4th. Boom. So that was the first time we have ever pushed back in almost a year and a half. But as I mentioned, having heard her testify, I'm going to take another sip of coffee. Give me a second. Having heard her testify, um, we have no reason to be afraid. She really has no leg to stand on, right? Absolutely no leg to stand on. So um, we got a letter back from her lawyer that essentially just, you know, doesn't take responsibility for anything. Doesn't take responsibility for anything. Um, but it was funny. Okay, so I'm going to read back their letter. It says, I will report that her, law her lawyer wrote back this letter. It says, I'll respond to the entirety of this letter, but due to the time frame of tomorrow, because she wanted me to agree to these, t these sports, it was a Friday and I got to pick the kids up on Saturday and she wants me to agree to it. She said, is your client's position that it will not allow the, ki the children to attend the sports? And then her lawyer also says that they'll give me an extra hour, you know, to drop them off later if I allow them to do the sports. So I said, Brittany, do they not get the picture? This is them like... This is already them playing the victim. And the reason that they won't respond to the entirety of the letter is because they know if they do and they try and rip it to shreds, then of course I'm not going to let them go to sports. So no. So here's another letter. Long-winded, but it's good. <laughs> so Mac will gladly bring the children to sports, but not if your client is anywhere in the vicinity. He would not be set up again. I'm sure the team can find someone else to march in the children's uh, parade because it was like a parade for opening day. And Brittany goes, after all, it's only youth sports, not the Olympic torch ceremony, which that was actually my line. I told her to put that in there. Uh, it's not the Olympic torch ceremony. She doesn't need to march in the parade with the kids and get all her attention in Pleasantville. If Nesk insists on being at the parade, however, then Mac has no choice but to utilize his parenting time elsewhere. Your client is known for crying wolf, and with the TRO currently in place, I have instructed my client not to take the bait. 
If she truly wished for this to be a quote-unquote family outing, then she would have raised the issue much sooner with counsel. Instead, Nex waits until the 11th hour, only, which only proves that her motives are far from pure. We know Nex already told the children about the parade this weekend, which was a mistake because she should have discussed with, it, with us first, so she can be the one to explain her malfeasance to the children. Mac will not take the blame on this one. Then it says... Do you not think the children have suffered enough already at the hands of their self, their mother's selfish agenda? Was it not enough for them to go over a hundred days with zero communication with their father? And what about the birthdays, holidays, regular days, and then the all the important firsts that were all missed between the children and my client? Did your client ever consider the children's feelings or their well-being when she tried to erase Mac from their lives? Does Nex not care that their daughter wept to Mac, asking why he didn't? come to her fourth birthday the kids love their father and they want and need them him in their lives regardless of nex's overt attempts to replace them with fireman john her behavior can only be described as diabolical and we are genuinely concerned about her ability to parent in the best interest of the children if we don't hear back by 9 a.m tomorrow morning which is saturday mac will be at the pleasantville police station at 10 a.m for his regular parenting time and they will not be attending the parade regardless of this and all the other nonsense that the next relentlessly conjures up, we hope that she can see beyond her own narcissism to facilitate a peaceful transfer for the sake of the children tomorrow morning. Finally, and yes, I hope you caught that, Brittany called her a narcissist. Finally, and for the last time, can you please instruct your client to stop interfering and speaking to my client during his phone calls with the children? This happens in bold capital underline letters every single call. What is so hard for Nex to understand about no contact? Does she really need to be reminded that we are on trial for her restraining order? It's getting to the point where Mac may need to pursue his own protections since she will not stop interfering and in, in, in inserting herself into every aspect of his life and what little time he already has with the kids. What's more, Nex should know better than to FaceTime and drive with the children in the car. Not only is it illegal, but it interferes significantly with the quality of my clients only call with the kids during the week. This is not the first time we have raised this issue with zero response. Thus, I have instructed my client to record all phone calls with the kids and rest assured, this will be brought to the judge's attention. Sorry, I just dropped my vape. Um, so those are the letters that have been going back and forth, okay? So this is all in the last week. So I didn't – in the letter it says if we don't hear back by 9 a.m., I will utilize my parenting time elsewhere. So 9 a.m. – I'm sorry, at 10 a.m., I pull up to the police station where I pick up my children and this asshole is dressed in her coaching shirt. But she's at the police station. And my fear was that she wasn't going to put, you know, she wasn't even going to bring the kids. And I was instructed to go to the police and be, bring my court order. And because it's by my parenting time, remove them from the parade. Okay? So I pull up to the police station. In order to pass the police station, I have to pass the field where this parade is going on. I'm not exaggerating. There's easily 500 people at this parade between parents, kids, everybody, coaches, and I have to pass it to get there. And then I pull into the police station and the kids are in the car and they get out and my son is not in his baseball uniform. And I say, buddy, do you want to go to the parade? He goes, no, I don't want to go to that parade. Did you see how many people are there? I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, why does your mom want you to go to the parade? He's like, well, she's the coach. And I was like, 
but you don't even want to go? He's like, no, I can't go around all these people. He's scared to death. And I just started laughing. I was like, oh my God, he doesn't even want to go. Like the projection that my next puts on is just bonkers. And then, uh, so we left there and, uh, my aunt had called me and said that, um, at her local YMCA, they have a family day at the YMCA with like sports and food and dancing and stuff. So she's like, why don't you bring the kids? So we met up with my aunt and we took him to the family day. And then afterwards we went to a petting zoo. And then later that evening, the new Mario Brothers movie is out. So I took the kids to the Mario Brothers movie in Times Square in New York. Okay. This is all relevant information. So remember this stuff. Okay. So great visit had our sleepover, everything's fine, you know, the next day went to a playground, you know, had dinner, the whole thing, you know, I drop them off at night, everything's good, okay, now, on Tuesday, I have my visit with my kids again, and we get pizza and go to another playground, it's only for two and a half hours, so we kind of sped through that, okay, now, that brings you up to yesterday, I'm bringing you up to speed for what happened with me yesterday, okay, so, after all those letters and finally standing up to my necks, I told Brittany, I said, nothing comes without retaliation, Brittany. She's always got something up her sleeve. And listen, because we're not narcissists, we can't get in the head of narcissists. It's hard for me to think ahead of them. I admit, I wish I could, but I'm, I'm so traumatized too that I still am coping with my own stuff beyond just that. So, um, I wake up and, okay, so I wake up and I look at my phone and I have a message from my work, um, and it says, call with Mac at 6.30 p.m. on Friday. And I go, what the hell is this? I said, why would I have a call with HR at 6.30 on a Friday? And my immediate instinct, as you're probably thinking now, I go, I'm getting fired. Holy shit, I'm getting fired. Why? I haven't gotten any feedback of bad job performance or anything like that. Why would I have this, right? So I call my coworker and I was like, bro, they're firing me. And he goes, no. He goes, they're actually, he's like, the financial quarter ended, the, the physical quarter ended and we're getting bonuses. I was like, oh, well then why wouldn't they add some context to that? Right? Like, that's terrifying. I mean, uh, I, I, my job isn't really something I necessarily want to talk about, but I will say this about my job. Um, it's not cracking up to what I thought it would be, and I might need to get a new job. I'll just say that. Um, but I have some plans waiting in the wings. So anyway, I get that message in the morning, right? And uh, the morale at my work is pretty low, okay? But I have two really good friends, uh, and shout out to you guys if you guys are listening at work. And um, so we get up in the morning, and uh, so we get to work, and they're like, hey, do you want to go out and go get breakfast and stuff? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let's get out of here, right? And we have the, you know, we have the ability to leave and go get breakfast. So we went out, we go get breakfast, and we're sitting there, we're eating our sandwiches and drinking our coffee, and then we start heading back to the office, and my phone rings and I look at my Apple watch and I see the name of the caseworker from DCPMP is calling me. And I go, I hope this is a butt dial. And I pick up and he goes, 
hey, is this Mac? And I said, yeah. He goes, hey, this is, you know, so-and-so with DCPMP. Do you remember me from your prior case? I said, of course. How could I forget? And he's like, hey, listen, uh, I got to speak with you. He's like, um, you know, do you have some time to meet? And I said, no, but let's speak on the phone right now. I was like, because I can't let this hang over my head. What do you need? And he's like, well, she opened up a new case with DCPMP against you that the children came home um, with red marks on their butts, uh, insinuating spanking, um, dirty with feces in their underwear and malnourished, meaning I didn't feed them. I said, I understand. I said, so those are the allegations? He goes, yeah. I go, okay. I was like, well, may I text you over the pictures of us at family day at the YMCA with us at the petting zoo and us at the movie theater with my son laughing hysterically. I was like, can I forward you over those pictures? He's like, sure. I was like, hey, listen, I was like, this is now the third case that she's opened up with DCPMP. I was like, are you going to take my children away again? He goes, that's not for me. He's like, that's between you and the court. And luckily, I'm recording this now. It's a Saturday, but um, court is this coming Thursday for my Nexus cross-examination. So, sorry, I'm taking a puff of my vape. Uh, so, I said, are they going to take my children away? He said, that's between you and the court. And he said, but listen... He goes, I said to him, I go, okay. I said, listen, this is the third time you've been involved. I said, both of my past two, uh, you know, open cases with DCPMP have been found not established. I said, at what point does filing false, erroneous claims show that my next is not fit to be a mother? And he's like, well, unfortunately, in the state of New Jersey, there's no limitations on it. I was like, Oh, so she could just keep doing this. I was like, really, the only way to get around this is to beat it legally. And he's like, listen, he did not sound convinced or concerned the DCPP worker it is. But come on, guys. Like, you guys have been listening to me for like 60-some episodes now. And I don't deserve this. I have gone through hell. And DCPMP cases take three to six months to close. But the, the advantage is, is that, okay, so I get off, the, I, I told, I told the DCPMP worker, I said, listen, at the time when you and I were speaking before, I was unrepresented by legal counsel. I said, you understand nothing against you. I said, but I am represented now. And I said, I'm going to give you the name of my lawyer, Brittany Parisi at a Parisi law firm in New Jersey. And I was like, I would like your attorney to contact my attorney. Um, because I no longer feel comfortable talking about this and I have representation, so I will not be speaking. Um, you can contact my attorney. And he's like, I understand. He's like, he didn't take it offensively or anything. It's that's the smart thing to do. Um, so I sent him over, you know, my evidence of what we actually did on those days and, you know, movie theater, petting zoo and family day. And, uh, I sent him Brittany's number. And then I called Brittany, and here's the kicker. Congratulations to Brittany and her husband. Brittany got married yesterday. <laughs> so as my next files this, which you better believe was strategic, um, she did it on Brittany's wedding day. So Brittany got married, and they open a claim with DCPMP. Coincidence? I think not. But... Brittany, in her wonderfulness, I am so grateful for Brittany. 
Brittany calls me and she goes, hey. And I was like, because I text her that what happened. She calls me on her wedding day and goes, hey. And I go, hey. She goes, you're never going to believe what happened to me. She goes, we'll get to your thing in a minute. I go, sure, go ahead. And she goes, I want you to know something very important. And I go, okay. And I thought it had something to do with her wedding day. She goes, I tried a case this morning. And I was like, on your wedding day? And she goes, yeah, I tried a case this morning. I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, listen, you and one other client are my favorite clients, okay? And she's like, but I have been invested with this one woman for over 18 months. And she has been alienated from her children for 18 months. And she said, this morning I won a case with DCPMP where the woman is going to be reunited with her children and after 18 months. I said, Brittany, that is incredible. And this is why we fight, right? And so Brittany goes, um, now here's the thing is that their medical coverage, uh, if, if they go with mom, runs out at the end of April, she said. So what the judge actually ordered is that the mom has overnight visitation for the weekend and then will sign a petition or, or sign something. I don't know how the legal jargon works, but uh, that the Medicaid or whatever will continue past April. So they're covered. My point is, is that Brittany was on her like high horse that she had just won this huge case on her wedding day. So she goes, Mac. And I go, what? She goes, you're next. And I was like, let's go. And she goes, fuck the next. She goes, is she fucking kidding me doing this on my wedding day? She's like, are you fucking kidding me? She goes, we have plans up our sleeve and uh, I don't feel comfortable talking about exactly what Brittany and I are planning to do until it's done, um, but I'll, I'll clue you guys in once it's done. But the other thing is, is that um, perjury day, as I call it, is this coming Thursday. So my next is going to be cross-examined this coming Thursday. Now, the thing that sucks, and Brittany likes this, I don't, but the court time isn't until 1.30. I like when, 1.30 p.m. I like when we have court at like 8.30 or 9 a.m. because like I think we're going to have all day. And I've told you, I recorded an episode a few weeks ago where like we started at 1.30 and the judge like showed up late by like two hours. So I feel bad on these episodes. I'm hyping you guys up about trial and, you know, you guys are saying to me, Mac, I want it to be done. When's it going to be done? And I hope you guys don't drop out listening because you get fed up, but I want it to be done too. And my phobia is that, it, so this coming Thursday, it starts at 1.30. If we have say from 1.30 to 5, ooh, the next is fucking screwed. If we start two hours late, then we only might get an hour or two, which is still enough time to, to at least shine a light on some of the lies, but... I wish we had more time. Okay. So, um, that's what has been going on with me. Um, and so yesterday I had a really weird day and then, yeah, I got a bonus from work going back to that. I got a bonus from work, but the bonus was essentially a slap in the face. And, uh, I'm thinking about moving on and morale there is very low that my other coworkers are, are morale is low. And then I got a call from DCPMP. There's new case opened. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a crazy couple of weeks and, uh, you know, it's funny. I got several messages from you guys, the listeners, because I made a post on, on Instagram about, you know, her opening a new case and you guys are like, how are you guys, you guys are like, Mac, how are you going through this? How are you doing it? Like, how are you keeping your head above water and not going crazy? And, um, 
So last week I, I did a episode about dating and I mentioned that I'm seeing somebody. And so last night we had this conversation and uh, it just kind of came out of my mouth. And then she said, you know, I'm super worried about you, you know, mentally and emotionally and stuff. And I said, well, listen, I was like, here's the thing, right? Like, so I went through really tough stuff, especially like those early days of leaving my home and really being emotionally distraught and everything. And so I said to her last night, I said, you know, if you're at war, right, if you're at war, and you look across the way and somebody's shooting at you, right? Does a, does a soldier sit there and go, why is this guy shooting at me? I can't believe he's shooting at me. What a, oh, he shouldn't be shooting at me. That's not what they do. They sit there and they fight, right? So I'm not going to sit here and worry about why she's doing this or I can't believe she's doing this or I wish she would stop doing this. There is a manhunt out on me, essentially. And my job is not to wonder why. My job is to win the war. So that's, I know maybe that sounds a little dramatic, but that's what I told the person I'm seeing last night is that that's where I am, you know? And, uh, you know, of course, am I unhappy? Sure. But like, I'm at war. I'm at war. There's no time to sit here and get tired or emotional. I'll get emotional when I, when I win the war. And that's when the emotional part will come, but I'm not there yet. I'm fighting. And, uh, luckily a pretty grand battle as I keep going with this metaphor is coming up in Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, let's just call it four days, five, four and a half days. Uh, and we have no doubt that we can get her for perjury. Um, so the next episode I mean, it'll be recapping what happens and hopefully it's a good recap of like, you know, real big movement because I feel like this is like the climax to this podcast that I've been talking about forever. Um, so I feel like I'm going on a little bit, um, you know, something else, uh, I have been kicking around and wanted to talk to you guys about is, um, you know, dimming the gaslight started off as a mission statement, essentially, uh, was to tell my story and get my story out there. Um, but I have a great support system and it's been brought to my attention that this doesn't have to stay a podcast. Um, dimming the gaslight is obviously a very marketable name and, uh, I'm going to start expanding this thing. And, uh, I'll get into more details about what that actually means, um, but as you guys know, I mean, this could be more. This could be more, and it should be more. And uh, I have this, I don't know if you call it a fantasy or something, of like turning this into like the one-stop shop for, for narcissism. Um, there's bigger things that I want to do and I'm getting to a point where even Brittany said, I mean, you're not far off from revealing your identity p potentially um, and taking this places. So I'm going to work on kind of a plan that I have for this and uh, I think you guys are going to be pretty excited once I can talk more about it. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um so yeah, that's where I stand. Um, I feel like I'm going on a bit. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, I really wanted to bring you guys up to speed and um, 
yeah, it's getting, not getting crazy. It's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish you could see me right now. I'm just shrugging, but, um, I guess I don't know how to end this. So I'm going to say thank you for listening. Um, you know, on my solo episodes, I always say you could follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight on Twitter. I am just dimming gaslight. If you can, uh, please help me with the GoFundMe page. Um, you can search dimming the gaslight on GoFundMe. Any donation will help. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'm still hemorrhaging money. Emotionally, I'm doing well, but financially, I am wrecked, man. So just doing the best I can. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope the next episode I bring you is uh, a victory. So until next time, everybody. <laughs>